Uh, okay. Welcome, welcome everyone to Twenty One Gun Podcast, the official podcast of the Irreverent Warriors, America's favorite scantily clad sexy beast. This is a very special episode coming to you live today, a Saturday of all days. This is a new day. You must be saying to yourself, "What? What are we? Why are we?" It's in some places, it's still the morning. I think it's still the morning here. It is a few it's more minutes morning. left in the morning. Uh, no, what what happened was uh, over the last hundred episodes, you guys know that our last episode was the one hundredth live episode over in. Um, uh, Revival 1869. We had a lot of people there. Great audience. And uh, we had so many technical issues, as we, you just saw, that Jeremy Man. and I were on the verge of burning out. We went 52 weeks straight. And it was just like, man, what are we going to do? So I said, let's pull the plug. I'm not even going to tell the whole knock it off story again that you guys missed a few I can't go ago. three minutes straight. I'm just I saying. Know. So we did, we did a knock it off Air Force term for uh, this plane is going to crash if we do anything stupid. So knock it off and then you go home. So we did that for the last couple of weeks. Uh, about a month ago, though, it was longer than that. About six months ago, we talked with Mark. What? Zarnecki. I can do that. Zarnecki. We talked to Mark Zarnecki. <laughs> Uh, former 82nd Airborne guy himself, and uh, they said that they were doing these events. You guys do these events quite a bit, right? Uh, every other month. Okay, every other month they they set up in the parking lot here. We have some axe throwing. We have uh, a twenty dollars all day axe throwing. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's a beer tent or something that's going to be yeah, setting up. Uh, it'll be up here in a little bit. Okay, we have a beer so we tent. Start. Awesome. Do you know what? Let's get you. Let's just hop yeah. Over so here. when the, when they do just come in, don't the forget. Beginning. Let's just tip your waiter. Tip your bartender. Tip us. I mean, you know we're, we're, we're like? not against tips. I'm just saying. You're just basically, you have to talk really deep into it. Uh, when you say that, it sounds like, ladies and gentlemen, candy's on the same, uh, center stage. Make sure, <laughs> make sure your tip. Come on, Kevin. Keep it clean. We have people on here. So, yeah, yeah. So Children, including myself. You were telling us. Let's just start from the beginning. Uh, give us your name and, uh, I don't know, freaking interesting. Where did you serve? Uh, I guess uh, unit and all that stuff. Uh, so I'm Mark closer. closer? Right. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get, get right up on there. You gotta get all right. This, this is new for me. This is this is new new experience. Oh, I've never okay. done one of these live before. I've done podcasts, just not live ones. Before. Yeah. Ooh. Apparently, neither have we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm Mark Zarnecki. Um, I was active duty here in the 82nd. I was a grunt um, in one three two five in the second brigade. What year were you here? Uh, 13 to 18. Okay, man, I keep missing. I'm, I'm old, so I Damn, wasn't. I, I didn't, feel old. I didn't cross over <laughs> with any of these guys. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, I did one deployment in 17 to uh, Iraq. Okay. And then I got out, and I don't know if you guys know what GRS is. Yeah. Yes. 13 yeah. hours. Um, yeah. I got on with them as a contractor after that, and I did three more deployments. Um, and then uh oh. Your thing broke out. Yeah, there you go. Try to fix that one. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I took a took a little hiatus. Uh, she's like, "You're not going back." And <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Do you have any children? Yeah, I got one. He's six. Okay, yeah. So that can be that can be an issue. Give me. I, I so I was in in Iraq uh, a decade before you were there, which is crazy to think about, right? Yeah. Um. What? So in those days, it was like, I don't know. It was crazy. There was a couple hundred thousand troops, hundred eighty thousand, or seventy thousand, whatever. It was just at the surge. Uh, lots of operations, day in day out. There was not a lot going on as far as you know, at night when we would fly, most of the cities were blacked out. It was what was it like in, in 2017? Like, I, I don't even I have no connection to that 
mission and what happened to it. Yeah. So technically in like 14, um, Iraq was over, right? Right, right, right. We and pulled then, our troops and we and, went back over the border. Yeah. And then talked directly into it. Yeah. It's kind of awkward. There you okay. go. Uh, so then ISIS, there, there was a rise of ISIS. Yep. That's right. Uh, so in 17, we went back because, uh, unfortunately the Iraqis were kind of getting their ass kicked. Right. Uh, so we went back in as in mainly a support role. Okay. And we weren't doing direct combat operations besides artillery support and like uh, close air support. Okay. Okay. Um, even as a grunt, we were there basically as like an outer echelon mm -hmm. kind of helping out. Okay. How um, many, how many guys were in, in country that, that time? Uh, God, it was mainly just our brigade. Okay. Plus like some additional support people. But if you're talking wow. about like straight infantry dudes, it, it wasn't that many. What's, what's crazy is, uh, we were flying ops. Actually it was the first, first and second battle of Fallujah. We were, they, the, the, our unit staged at the field TQ and we were flying in and out doing, um, uh, uh, medical evacuation, bringing people in, supplies, doing all that stuff. Uh, we had, well, I had got out at, I guess it was 07. My brother-in-law was there, I think a little bit after he did the same job as I did. And he was there, <laughs> go figure how I met my wife, but um, he was there right after us. Actually, no, no, no. He went in about the time you were there and he said, everything that we took, all that land, all that um, flying into uh, to Katum, like in 08, 09, 10, it was safe. I mean, you, there's nothing going on. He said, it was back to the way it was in 03, 04, 05, 06. Like there was still, you know, as you come along the river there with Fallujah up in the Northeast, if I remember it correctly, he said, you still tracer fire. They're taking shots at you. And he's like, it's like, it's like everything that we accomplished disappeared. Yeah. It was definitely a little bit of a setback. Um, unfortunately, I spent most of my time in Baghdad itself okay. and, and uh, a little bit up in Taji. But honestly, I didn't leave Baghdad all that much. Did uh, ISIS make it down to Baghdad? Not really. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of. Yeah, there was stuff in the city, but it's a big city. There's there's crime and, you know, the Shia militia groups and all that stuff. Sure. Being jerks all the time anyway. Did you, um, there was a documentary, and I can never remember the name of it. Uh, actually, I think it was a series. Uh, it was Mosul. It wasn't the movie Mosul. We were supposed to have that guy on, but something happened there. But um, it was showing the the Battle of Mosul. And this dude basically was there front lines with the camera running with the, the coalition forces. And it looked it looked what I would imagine World War One, uh, back when like storming across the oh, desert yeah. and just unbelievable battle to retake that whole whole yeah. area. It, it was crazy devastation. Like we saw a lot of the, the footage. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. We were bombing the crap out of that entire town. Yeah, just they weren't leaving, so I was like, all right, screw it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what's I mean? What's no better way to get rid of them? What's funny? And um, Jeremy and I spoke about uh, how we're going to address these subjects, but. Why not? Uh, what's funny, it, it's not funny, it's actually very tragic, is what, what did we see happen in those days, right? So we, we went into Iraq, I guess, in 03, 04, 05, 06, 07. Uh, we pulled back and we left everything. And next thing you know, we see ISIS people driving around with Humvees and uh, tanks. I think they had some tanks. They had a lot of equipment. Yeah, they stole uh, a bunch of the stuff that we'd given to the Iraqis. Yeah. So we saw that everyone went, holy shit, what are you guys doing? That's crazy. I can't believe they did that. We had to go back in, put together a coalition of forces and drive ISIS out back into uh, Aleppo. And I don't know what happened after. I, I guess they're technically they're gone, uh, technically, uh, although they're showing up in Afghanistan. And then a decade later, maybe a little bit less. Do you feel like something similar is going on right now? <laughs> well, I think we're just about there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And if not, we're... How on our way in, literally, I think that's what it's with the deployment of new troops. I think at this point in time, it's come down to how far does this escalate? Well, the question is, like, 
it was rough to see the stuff that we we put our blood, sweat, and tears and lives into just given away to ISIS. And we had to fight and take it back. We lost people. Everyone, I mean, all sides lost people. Devastation. And now it's like it's like hitting your thumb with a hammer and then being like, oh, I'll switch to the other thumb. It's, just, it's like that's how it was for learned? Fallujah a few years ago. We we gave oh, yeah. it back to Iraq. Yeah, beginning of January in six days. By January sixth, they took Fallujah back, and we're like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Yeah, After they they went to make movies. They tried to make video games. They've made. They've had. We've had so many books and and podcasts and things that talked about it. Just to lose it in six days, and now we've done it again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's like we haven't learned a damn thing. It's almost like history repeats itself so let's let's talk about that the goal and the the mission of irreverent warriors is to bring veterans together using human and camaraderie um to, to improve mental veteran health, health and prevent, prevent veteran suicide veteran suicide i couldn't remember you're a reverent warrior sherpa here you're welcome <laughs> anyways our goal is to increase mental health and right now obviously there's a lot of people that are hurting um what what do things like this events like this because i assume you draw in you're in fayetteville you're a gun store uh, you're, you're throwing axes. I see a guy setting up a table with knives over there. This is an awesome setup. I assume most of the people you bring in are, are veterans. What does this do for, for vets, for their mental health? Uh, so from the beginning, uh, Sam and me kind of sat down and we wanted to be involved in the community here in Fayetteville, right? So obviously there's Fort Bragg, which we cater to, but there's the entire city of Fayetteville as well, which sometimes being a soldier, people forget about. So we wanted to be a gun store for Fayetteville that also caters to Fort Bragg. Okay. And then we moved into this location this in December last year, and we decided to start doing these events just to bring out the community. Like I said, up and coming, we'll have a bunch of bunch more vendors out here. They're still on their way kind of thing. Um, but we'll be setting up. It's just to hang out. We got free beer because I don't have a liquor license. I can't sell it. Right. So, but I can give away. <laughs> That's very smart. It's a good thing I left my gun somewhere else. Uh, but, yeah, we got free beer. We got food out here. We'll have the local vendors. It's just hang out, uh, showcase what some of the things in Fayetteville are mm-hmm. and, you know, some of the, the veteran things going on. and shoot your shit and have a couple beers. Awesome. That's that's what you need to do because the biggest thing is people get inside their own heads. They isolate. They sit at home and they just perseverate. I hate using big words around Jeremy, but sometimes we have to do that. They perseverate <laughs> on the past and they don't think about uh, <laughs> they don't think about their own health and their own well-being. And you can go down to some pretty dark places if you do that. I mean, you can go down. I, we just saw a dude show up in silkies. Yes. I don't yes. know who this guy is. He looks like he operates. So one thing I do got to say is a friend just posted recently about um, about after a hike and everything, we're so built on worrying about how everybody else feels. We're worried about making sure everybody else is well taken care of. You got to take care of yourself. You got to be there for yourself. And that's how we do this right. is by getting out of your own head. But you got to worry about yourself first. Do you know what? I, I heard something I thought was really good. It was um, Jack Carr. I think he's a former SEAL. Jack Carr said, uh, this is just recently. He said, there's a lot of people that are hurting. There's a lot of people that are angry. There's a lot of people that are mad. Uh, and that anger is directed inward for whatever reason. I mean, we all have our own reasons why you do that. And he he implored again, big word, Jeremy. Sorry, he he uh, implored to all the veterans to take that energy, take all that stuff that you you have inside, and instead of directing it towards yourself, direct that anger to where you can actually get something done. Whether it's throwing an event like this and keeping people uh, or allowing vets to come out of isolation, or going calling your politicians or setting up a political fund or going and standing in front of the courthouse in your local town and letting them know that your voice needs to be heard so uh i, I just thought that was great i just heard that a couple of days we ago we do have john in the green room 
Say again? We do have John in the green room ready to oh, go. Oh, cool. Yeah, let me, Um, I won't be able to see him. But so speaking of uh, taking veterans out of isolation and using humor and camaraderie to improve mental health and prevent, prevent veteran suicide. suicide. Uh, I, speaking of doing that, we obviously, if you know our reverent warriors, we do silkies hikes across the country. People wear silkies. We get together. Uh, veterans do the hikes, although we do have a lot of civilians that volunteer. We do a hike right here in Fayetteville. When is that hike? October. October. Yep. Right? October, I think 27. Yeah, it's, it's in October. Yeah. So okay. Sorry. So it's in October. Oh, he dropped out. Uh, it's going to be great. Oh, he dropped out? Shit. I was just going to go yeah. right towards I'm him. About, I was about to say. Yeah. All right. Well, he'll come back on. Uh, and you did a, was that your first hike? You did the hike up in Wilmington? Yeah, Wilmington was my first one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, I, I had a killer time. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think about it? How, how did you uh, perceive walking into that situation? Yeah. Well, it, it, it was nice. No, I knew at least one person, uh, two people, okay. which was nice just because I had a little bit. I didn't go in there entirely alone or by myself. But even if I had um, the, you guys do that little card thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, it was nice because I got to chit chat with a couple people. Everybody was super nice, super welcoming, wel welcoming. I, I had a killer time. Yeah. Like I said, even if I'd gone there alone, I would have had a good time. The beach was a little rough, but uh, beyond that, the, the beach was rough. <laughs> My, uh, I felt it for a couple of days afterwards. I, all the seals that were there were like, I don't know if any seals show up to these things. Sugar cookies. <laughs> we, I mean, we even have other people. Uh, and my friend Angela on there. She's absolutely amazing. She's helping on some of the Northern States hikes. We have people that come not just in the organization. That sounded really bad. That come into the organization that come and watch the podcast. They they come and volunteer. These people are the ones that make sure this these hikes go on and oh, make it's a lot enjoyable. Of it's it's incredible. And to see what they do and, um, and just to see the growth not just amongst the veteran, but amongst the community being a part of making sure that mental health is improved and doing by what we do best, put on a freaking silky hike yeah. or come out to an event like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. rock guns here at 6113. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of rock guns, what do you guys do here? I, I just, I briefly walked back. You got a whole uh, shop back there. You got a Cerakote area. Uh, tell us about the store itself. Yeah. Uh, so if you were a one-stop shop for anything, anything gun um obviously we do the buy sell trade all that kind of stuff that normal gun stores do uh but beyond that we have a full machine shop in the back lays mills fully certified gunsmiths and machinists uh tom's been machining longer than i've been alive wow so he uh he can make or do basically anything but if you're looking for you know slide cuts uh custom bolt guns custom 1911s uh blocks um any, if you can dream about it we can do it here um cerakote uh we're the only certified cerakote applicator in the city nice and then wow yeah, then being certified is a, a decent deal. You know, it's a bit of a wait list to get into that class in that course. Um, but beyond firearms, if it uh, there's always one. Yeah, uh, but he's, beyond, he's a private. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's an. A, I was gonna say A1C. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> but beyond firearms, if it'll fit in my oven and my uh, like um, sandblaster, I will seracote it. I don't care what it is. Uh, Jeremy has wanted to get his uh, no HK. You have an H no, you have an FN. You want to get FN, his FN, yeah. what was it, purple and pink uh, tiger stripe? Something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah can you I'll, do that? I'll rock it. I don't care. It's too easy, man. I mean, this tiger stripe right here, we just make it purple and pink. Oh, that one's You think nice. I won't. What do we have here? That's. A, I was asking if that's a SIG, but I think it's a SIG optic. Uh, it's a, It's an amalgamation of random stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, but it's, it's Romer's. He's a, he's a very loyal customer of ours, and okay. uh, he's actually just letting us display it. Um, nice. Because... We think it turned out really badass. So you can do custom builds here if I just want, if I came in with a lower receiver, even bought a lower receiver, I can say, this is what I want. You guys can do that for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We just go back got, and forth on the like, yep. Do you got anything? Do you got any, uh, <laughs> I've been meaning to, to up or, or switch out, not switch out, but get 
I don't want to call it upgrade, but um, get into like the six five Creed more, the three hundred blackout. Or I would call that an upgrade. Yeah. yeah, kind of an upgrade, but uh, you know, a, a different chambered AR platform. Uh-huh. Uh, do you guys have anything like that here? I, I sky's the limit, man. I can make it happen oh, for you. It's just so uh, awesome. the, the problem is with COVID, everything's backed up. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. every manufacturer isn't keeping up with demand. It's like so three dollars around for. There's blackout. a bit of a wait list for almost everything. Um, yeah, yeah. But like I said, I can make it happen for you. So. What's What's your rifle of choice? Will you? Because uh, you work for. For GRS, you've uh, I think you said you worked for another company at some point. Uh, yeah, I contracted with GRS. Okay. Uh, yeah. What uh, do you guys just uh, AR15? Yeah, five, it's, it's five, all five, five, six NATO okay. stuff. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you guys, since it was not like since it's a private. Well, is it private? I mean, I don't quite understand that. So whole thing. it's private companies, but you're contracted for through the government. So basically, everything that you do runs off NATO. Okay. Okay. So you have to follow all the the. For the most part, I, yeah. uh, they supply all the weapons and stuff like that, but I'm allowed to basically wear my own kit. If I okay, want to. okay. That's awesome. And how about ammo? Do you have to use like the Geneva Conventions ammo? Uh, yeah, they, they supply all that. Ball ammo and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Came out with a whole box of Russian shit. Yeah. Do you know what? I There's, never understand. Yeah, right. the, the problem with being a contractor is uh, more so than being in the military. There's definitely a lawyer attached to every bullet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that I could absolutely see that. I mean, look at what Blackwater went through. Uh, that guy just got interviewed real, real not long ago on Tucker. Yeah. Fantastic interview. That's, that's why they keep changing their name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot they're a different name right now. <laughs> Smart. Do you know what? That whole, that, it makes no sense to me. So in the aircraft, we had, uh, we had the, the, whatever you call it the, I, it's the nato whatever the the ball ammo because we can only yeah, use full metal right. jacketed ammo in a freaking airplane <laughs> in an airplane with an air, air frame aluminum and it's like my job so i i sat here with my systems we had the pilot co-pilot engineer and there's the staircase and if anyone tried to take the cockpit my job was to shoot through the walls into the i'm not a good shot it was so i'm like why can't we get a uh uh what do you call that uh permission to shoot to shoot hollow pointer oh. or frangible rounds or something i have no idea eh, i right. guess i guess that would get us in trouble it'll buff yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh october's coming up are you doing anything with the fayetteville hike uh yeah um we we sponsored it um oh nice yeah okay so hopefully we'll be on the t-shirt and tie yeah i wish i knew that so actually let me say that hey guys we're at the rock guns official sponsor of the fayetteville i didn't even know that fayetteville uh silky second like, you guys are involved in in one way or another but uh mm-hmm. Awesome. So are you going to um, do kind of what you set up here uh, uh, at the hike itself? Hand out stuff, hand out guns? Uh, it, it depends. I, I got to see what the route is. I haven't really gotten too. It's been a little bit far away. And then yeah, yeah. I was on vacation the last three weeks. I went out to Sturgis and stuff. So oh, nice. I got to okay. get my life back together. Oh, the super spreader event. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe. With all the loving and hugging out there, I don't doubt it. It's <sighs> nuts out there. I missed it. Um. But yeah, if it, if I have the opportunity to set some stuff up, I absolutely will. Um, I think in the coming years, if we can make grow this event, maybe make this one of the stops for one of those hikes. That'd be cool. Be amazing. Yeah, we did the me and my dad, seventy three, uh, seventy three year old. We did the hike last year, and um, down here in Fayetteville, you probably don't didn't know that we actually did the hike. You no, I didn't see you. I I uh, I mean maybe they rolled their bikes out of here. I'm just saying. Now, now that didn't happen. Did you see what I wrote on somebody's Facebook yes, page? Yes, I yeah, sure yeah. did. We're always stirring the pot. That's what we do. I mean, that's the whole point of being irreverent. Let me with a little bit of respect. Let me ask some questions I had prepared for uh, Sam. Sam couldn't be uh, the co-owner. Uh, couldn't be here today because uh, they're dealing with some stuff. But um, where did the idea of running a gun shop come from? I mean, were you just to, and, and how did you meet a partner that lined up with your mission? Uh, so that's kind of funny. Uh, when I was getting out of the army, I went to a 
uh, job fair. It was at the Iron Mike Center here on Fort Bragg itself. Okay. And uh, they were hiring because this store was a brand new store in 2018. Like we were down the road at a smaller building and we were like putting together shells, putting flooring in. It was a brand new business from the ground up. Uh, I got hired on as an employee and then I was waiting to start contracting. So I needed, you know, it was kind of like a part-time gig until I went and do that right. for my real job. Uh, and after I got my first contract, the manager at the time actually fired me. Oh, really? She's like, yeah, you don't have enough. Like, I don't need you. You're going to be gone for three months at a time. I don't, I don't care. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to make six figures doing this anyway. I don't, I don't sure. need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did my first deployment and then I came back and I went into the gun store just cause I had friends there. I just wanted to see how they were doing. Where yeah. was this located before? It, it was like five blocks down the road. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. okay. Um, much smaller location, but I came back and then Sam told me he had fired her and, uh, asked me if I wanted my job back. <laughs> and i said i'll do you one better i got i saved some money do you need a business partner and i can sign you a check today nice so now i'm the minority owner of this place cool. and that's how i kind of got involved in that shenanigans do you, did you have any business background or anything like that no that's that's now <laughs> here's the weird thing about that right because you you went into the, the sf pipeline and all that correct mm -hmm. um I, I think there is and i'm sure there's been a million books written about it but there is such a I guess we'll call it a, a crossover between uh, folks who are, we'll just say high performing individuals and the business world. So like you can go to school and if you just don't have, you can go to school to learn business. If you don't have that, that whatever that is inside, mm -hmm. we call it, we joke in the show and call it the sprinkles. Yeah. If you don't have the sprinkles, then it's not going to do anything. But uh, have you noticed the same thing Did Sam, was he business or did he just start a, sh a uh, shop? So he he came out of the SF world. He, right. he was actually in group. I, I ended up getting the boot in the pipeline. I, I didn't make it. Wah, wah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you fall into with 90% of all the other people, right? Yeah. It's, it's like the odds are. <laughs> um, but he, he tried a couple business ventures and then he finally settled on doing this. And okay. It, it kind of took off and it's just kind of like, hold my hand, just keep holding my hand. And yeah. just kind of... Do you know, do you know if, if he uh, used any veterans resources, veterans business loans or anything like that? Uh, you know, the SBA disabled veteran okay. kind of thing, um, that kind of stuff. If you have that stuff, I would recommend looking into it if you're considering doing business. Sure. Because anything that will give you an upper hand or, you know, an advantage, look into it, right? Plus, I, I pretty much can guarantee you that everybody who served any sort of deployments or anything, you fall in that disabled veteran category, whether it's the fact that you're deaf and can't hear a thing or your brain's been rocked or whatever it is, or you're missing a limb, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, like I said, look, look into anything that, um, if people give you some advice, just look into it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's no, no harm in doing that. So you came in, uh, and I, I've heard this and I don't, I probably just talking to someone else. You, you went into the army under a, a 18 x-ray. Is that what they call it? The, so basically a guaranteed. So trial. originally, uh -huh. uh, I had gotten a full ride army ROTC scholarship out of high school. Okay. And I went to college uh, for mechanical engineering. You, you wouldn't want to be an officer anyways. Yeah. Kind of bullshit. Uh, well, paid more, had but. I stayed, I'd be coming up on major right now. So oh, that's yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? You're making a hell of a lot more money working for GRS. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, But obviously after about a year and a half of college, I decided it wasn't for me. And uh, I, you know, dropped out, lost my commission, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then uh, enlisted as an 18 x-ray because it was kind of funny at the time they were weird about enlisting stuff sure. and I was considered prior service cause I had received money from the army and right. I was, you know, uh, you did the drills was, and whatever was, they had. I was a cadet, stuff. you know, yeah, a, yeah. a legit cadet. Uh, so they're like, we consider you prior service. So the only thing you legally can do right now is 18 x-ray. Anyway. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's kind of awesome. So they're like, yeah, what do you want to do? Just that. That's let me, it. let me, Nothing else. I, I know, I feel like I know just from, I mean, this is over a hundred. Yeah, dude. Another private. Fort Bragg's that way. The barracks are, if you take a left. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, the gates, the gates like 300 yards that way. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah, it's right there. I didn't realize that. Um, I used to know. I used to know all the like restaurants to go to at lunchtime, and I, the I don't strip clubs. I don't remember. No, Jeremy, <laughs> I'm not a. But I haven't been down here forever. I might go over there and check it out when we leave here. I'll get somebody in trouble today. Um, now I just lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I just by interviewing people, I know quite a bit about the the pipelines, the different pipelines, right? Your CCT pipelines, your your seal pipelines, your um, PJ, your TAC P's. Notice I'm going Air Force here. That's what I know. Um, I don't know anything about the Green Beret pipeline. Do you guys do the pool stuff? That shit freaks me out. Like the hands behind your back, drown proofing, swimming underwater for 100 yards, all that crap. If you end up trying to go get your dive bubble and stuff. Oh, but you don't have to. It's generally, unless they've changed it. I mean, it's been years. Okay. But at the time I was going through, I don't, I never did any of that stuff, but oh, I also okay. didn't make it that far in. So I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, didn't you do like a year or so? Or I mean, I was, I was a lot, of, a decent amount of that time was like yeah. holding over for like certain things. Okay. But yeah. Cause I, I watched, there's a bunch of videos. Uh, the Air Force does it. It's like the first thing you do. And it, it's part of its confidence, part of its getting rid of the people that lack the will to live. <laughs> and the idea of just watching it, the idea of, cause you look at it and you're like, I could do that. Right. I could hands behind my back, feet tied, and you're going to the bottom, you're mm. coming up, you're taking a breath. Okay. I get that that's a 15, 16 foot deep pool. Yeah. You're going down, blowing your air out. You're coming up. You don't have a mask on. So you open your eyes. It's all blurred. I mean, that's, yeah. that's some intense well, shit. When I was in college in, in RTT, I actually used to go to the pool and I actually used to train for that kind of stuff. Cause I was, if I made it, I wanted to go get my bubble. Yeah. And I just, you, know, <laughs> Did you hear that never ended up manifesting, but that's that. he said, I willingly want to go and train and possibly drown myself just so I can possibly get <laughs> well, drowned again here in, a, in the next week. Do you know, I, it's I was funny. a lifeguard growing up. So I was always a fish and I loved it, but I had, um, Jeff Morris, uh, he wrote the book, oh, Legion eight. No, um, Gosh, I'm sorry, Jeff. I can't remember the top of my head what that that book was. Um, gosh, now I need to find, look up Jeff Morris, uh, author, just so I can plug his book. Awesome dude, really awesome dude. He wanted to uh, go into the seals, mm -hmm. and so he, I think he was out in California. He would go down to the he would go down to the beach, take handfuls of sand and stick them in his shorts. <laughs> and run miles on the beach and chafe and wear away his, his grundle. And I mean, uh, I like to haze myself just like the next guy. Oh, Jesus. And that's what someone said. They're like, what can I do to, or people are like, I take ice baths. I'm just trying to get myself. It was re, uh, Legion Rising. Check out it out. Uh, Jeff Morris, Legion Rising. Awesome dude. Incredible book. It's one of those books that I just heard about uh, through a friend, actually, through um, uh, your Marine buddy there, uh, Scott Husing. And yeah, damn right. And uh, I, mean, I think I heard about it. whatever I got into the book and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's got an incredible story. Uh, but check it out. But yeah, I thought that was funny. The first half is how he wanted to be in the special operations community and stuff. And then he told like he had to go do a uh, they, they've streamlined it. So you had like preliminary workouts. You know, you, you actually met with the recruiter to see if you could even swim and, and do, before they even waste their time with you. And he's like, he told him, yeah, I, um, he went sand down my shorts. And the guy looked at him some like retired 30 year seal he's like that is the dumbest damn thing i ever heard in my entire <laughs> life and and then that was it he did a swim he finished and then he never heard back from them again uh but yeah anyway so uh you, you did the the uh uh sf pipeline you you washed out whatever like i said what's that you, you fall within the 90 something percent of the people that wash out and they sent you over to brag uh or you were here right is this where they do the training i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah the sf pipeline all that stuff's here okay yeah uh, 
Fort Bragg's the center of the universe for everything. Yeah, it really is. It really is. My buddy Andy uh, or Andrew Marr. He, uh, I was actually going to ask Sam if he knew him because this they guy's just over here dropping names left and right. Scott Husing, Andrew Marr. Man, uh, speaking of Andrew so... Marr, coming soon, Defined by Action podcast, produced by Twenty One Gun Productions. Keep your eye out for that. It's going to be really, really good. Uh, I would call it a shameless plug, but I own this, so screw it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. I, we can kind of wrap it up. I mean, we're going for 45 minutes, even in the first 10 minutes was, was not going on. Up. We don't, it's, we don't, it's, it's going to blame me. It's okay. We I'll were going to have our hike guy come on. Uh, did you talk to him at all? Yeah. He, so he was kind of busy. He, was, he said, uh, okay, I'm out. Can't hear anything. He came up again, but every time I tried to bring him up, he would leave. So oh, okay. hopefully we were trying, I was trying to get him up while he was live. I told him once they start to step off, cause the, st- the stops tend to be around 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. Once he gets moving again, to hop back on, we'll bring him back on. But yeah, I guess we can just run through the uh, what we typically do on the show because that's what we need to do. Run through some uh, conspiracy theories and all right, guys. So the today's aliens. the today's the fourth. Actually, today's today is our first international hike. Did you know that? I don't know. It if is. It, it's it, in London. Did it kick off in yes, London? Yes, it did. I know they had some issues. Awesome. That's we are now good. officially on other countries. People are like, "Well, what about Guam?" Go to the history history books. Guam is America. Believe it or not, they're American citizens. So you actually want me to pay attention in school? I wanted you to pay attention, but yeah, today now we are officially an international organization. We go across the globe. Uh, but next week, where's the thing here? September September 11th, Gettysburg, PA. Uh, that's going to be an incredible hike. Uh, not very far from here. It's six, seven hours. It's not that. too bad. It's yeah. going to be a uh, it's going to be a, a little more of a respectful hike. Yeah, it's not going it to be. be any crazy flags is the, I don't actually I don't I'm not sure if it's changed or not, but I'm not sure if we're wearing silkies or not either. OK, I think we're going as a, a more respectful hike as it should be. Yeah, yeah and it's just to be military branches as well as American flags and nothing else. Well, let up, I mean, you got to think you're walking on. We put time, right? We say, OK, something happened here 200 years ago. And it's like, eh, you know, it, it, it's it almost like the weight of it disappears. But these are people. These were kids. These were guys with families. And I don't know how many like tens of thousands of people died on that battlefield yeah yeah it was a lot i went there when i was a kid because i grew up in pennsylvania so yeah i've never been i i've always wanted to go it's totally worth it if you can make it up there yeah i think i've probably passed gettysburg probably dozens of times passing friends through michigan ohio down through pennsylvania to visit and I don't think I've ever, yeah, I don't think I've ever been. What's, yeah. what's cool is there's like, you can look at black and white photos of the different areas. And they're, I mean, cause, cause their uh, emplacements were rocks. They were rock out, outcroppings, uh, groups of trees and stuff like that. And so when you, when you go there, I mean, these rocks aren't going to change in 150 years. And you're like, yeah. look at, that's where the freaking, right there is where the sniper stood on devil's den or whatever they call that devil's draw. Um, yeah, it's it's in a pretty incredible place. So try to make it out to that hike uh, if you're in the area. Plus, it's September 11th, and obviously, uh, it's a, a big day for all of us. I don't know why we put any weight to the the round numbers: 10 years, five years, 20, whatever. Uh, every year, it's a it's a an important date, and I don't know. I think that's going to be going September 18th, Norwich, Connecticut. Uh, we got Norwich. Someone's coming on the show. Sema Mario Sema is hooking me up with Doug Capozzi. He's going to come on the yes. show uh, probably on the twelfth and talk about that. Uh, September eighteenth. Uh, this is our. These are our big rivals. Is Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee has how many hikes? Tennessee has almost as many as North five, Carolina. Five okay. hikes. They're it's almost not, as good as us. Almost. September eighteenth, Virginia Beach. September twenty fifth, Fort Jeremy Walton Beach, Florida. I'm gonna be there. And then that's it. Then we'll go into October. And obviously, we spoke of um, Fayetteville, which is gonna be October twenty third. And then there's a bunch in between there. So 
So yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Check out, uh, if you want to donate, if you're looking at this and being like, yeah, Kevin really inspired me because I'm a civilian and I was like, what can I do? do I, can I just like, if I see a, a veteran at um, a Waffle House, can I go up and buy him a coffee? You could do that or you could find an organization, a veteran service organization, maybe one that um, improves improves mental we bring veterans together bring using veterans together. humor and camaraderie have, have to damage, improve so mental it's... health and prevent veteran suicide. Yes. Uh, find an organization that does that and go over to reverentwarriors.com and donate some money. Um, I want to start throwing axes, and I saw those knives over there that I really want to uh, play with. And there's a gun inside that hey, I had my eyes on. Angel setting up the chair massage thing. Oh, my gosh. talk about somebody who does some real good stuff for uh, oh, veterans with some issues. She, nice. she really crushes it. Yeah, so tell us who also uh, who's oh, yeah, out yeah. here. Oh, yeah, we man. got a lot of people here. Uh -huh. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so obviously we have Angel. She owns BRB Massage. And okay. Obviously she's great. She's great. I've been going to her for a while. Is she doing free massages over there? Or does she have a tip jar? How, do, uh, how can we? Okay. She, she said not. yes. Tips it, only, it would be but... awesome if she came over here and gave us a massage while we're live on air. <laughs> All that stress. It's so... like this. <laughs> so anyways. I... <laughs> uh, anyways, next. And week. then we have our, our local food. Uh, they're Latin flavor street cuisine. Nice. Um, they're, they're awesome. Great. They've come to every one of our events. Uh, we have Fit for Life, which is one of the main local gyms in the area. I go there I, as well. I, I can't tell that dude goes to the gym. Looks <laughs> like a couch, couch potato. <laughs> nice. Welcome to fitness, WTF. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got Stroop Knives right here. They make some awesome knives and axes and that kind of shenanigans. Sweet. And they're giving away knives. Is that right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Look at this. That look of nice. hell no was on his face. <laughs> Hey, hold on, wait, wait. What do you got? Come on over here. Okay. So this, this is a Latin flavor street cuisine. What do you What are you serving over there? Uh, it's a full Puerto Rican uh, cuisine. Yes. Well, today I got the special menu. I got the gandule rice. It, for your size, I got the pulled pork or chicken garlic sauce. Damn, that sounds good. I'm gonna be heading up I'm over there hungry in now. a few minutes. Yeah. And hey, then, no um, worries, man. So check him out. Um, Latin flavors. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have a website on here. You must hold on. No, just go to the street cuisine at gmail.com. Oh, he's got a Facebook. I yeah, guess yeah. put that in there. Uh, his Instagram, too. Oh, IG. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a small local place. Nice. Um, but like I said, he's been very helpful in supporting us coming out to all our events. Uh, other than that, we have Coleman's Creek. They're not here yet, um, but they're a um, shooting area. Uh, they oh, own cool. a ton of ranges. It's about an hour and a half from here, but they're awesome. They got uh, anything from pistol to rifle to mile long. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I've heard it. Isn't that like a privately owned place and mm -hmm. the family that, that uh, like a family land that they. Because my buddy, uh, Paul Cardenas, used to be a, a range officer, I believe, up there. Yeah. Uh, they, they're awesome. I mean, they've been coming out, and our sponsored shooters shoot out there and oh, nice. train out there, too. So so uh, it's funny how you bring that up. Paul and I did a, um, what do you call that, a viability study or something like that uh, to look. Because where we are in Johnson County, there's no there's no shooting ranges. A lot of people want to shoot, but you got to go up to Raleigh and pay 100 bucks at the Triangle Shooting Academy. Yep. Everyone's packed in there. Yeah. They run the place perfect. It's a great place to go to, but... Yep. You know, it's an hour away and all that. So we're like, let's let's try to a feasibility study. Uh, when we looked at the commercial price of land, the insurance, it was like, you can't do it. It's almost unless you are independently right. wealthy and you can foot a couple million dollars off the bat, you can't build a shooting range down yeah. here. The indoor ones are super expensive. Oh, yeah. We've gone to a couple um, like events to like look into, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah. The guys up at. um uh, Carolina Sporting and Security. You, you, you're familiar with them up on 70, and I think they're Smithfield. It might be Clayton. A mm. um, bunch of vets that, that work up there. Same thing, gun shop. They in the back in the back. They were going to set up a, a range. Just it, 
it, they make it so difficult. The best the best thing you can do is find a farmer or a friend of yours that has yeah. 20 acres and then yeah, just go out there. And we, we use a private range in Sanford and oh, that's uh, nice. basically lease the land. To well, that's do what our training. That's what uh, Blackwater. Uh, again, remember, I just watched this thing, so I, I don't. But they. Um, with because of the lack of training facilities, that's why they set up their place. They're right around here, aren't they? I don't. Uh, there, there's a there's a couple big ones around here that that do stuff. Um, one of the biggest ones is Griffin Group. It's about 45 minutes. Um, okay. North, I believe it's northwest of here. Yeah. If you got the money, it's, it's a fantastic um, thing. But they, they also host a huge three gun event every year called oh, Memorial really? Three Gun. Uh, it's basically headed up by SF Dudes. Oh, cool. And uh, it's. An absurd cool event like they do uh driving i, I volunteered and oh, i drove the little thing nice. uh, all day and they were shooting out the car and, out nice. the back and so it was super fun uh and then they they always try and get a kiowa in there so you can do helicopter shoots at the end too can anyone That's register cool. for this even though even uh, an air force so officer is a shitty shot anybody <laughs> anybody can to my knowledge register for the competition yeah. however this year it's so like popular this year it sold out in eight minutes wow wow yeah, I know they did run a lot of events where you're like carrying 50 pounds rucksacks and you're climbing over stuff and you're you're doing whatever. But yeah, other than that, um, the rock guns and accessories, Jeremy. At 6113 Yadkin Road in Fayetteville. How do you know this off the top of your head? Um, Because I was looking at it a lot trying to get out here. I just can't remember that. I'm like, uh, yeah, so come down for all your Cerakote needs. Listen, I'm going to try to do a commercial. Come down to the rock guns and accessories and. 6113 Yakin, Yakin Road, Road for all your Cerakote. <laughs> all right. I can't wing it on that. Well, don't, gun stuff. So real quick before we do sign off, go, yeah. um, graffle, uh, go ahead and uh, ramble off what we're what they got oh. going for a raffle. What's available today? Oh, yeah. We do have some. Look, at that's why we hired Jeremy. He does this stuff. I, just I make up for my mistakes at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, you want me to do it? I thought you were going to have him do it. If I, that I, I can do it. it. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so if you come down. This is what you can get. Uh, so you get one ticket for five bucks, or you get five tickets for twenty bucks. Uh, first prize is two hundred dollar credit towards any Cerco job that you want. Uh, nice. Second place, we got lucky enough that the All American Tattoo Convention here in Fayetteville, which is a pretty big tattoo convention, uh, they gave us two weekend passes. And then third place is a fifty dollar gift card to us. Uh, fourth place is a swag bag from us. And then the Fit for Life people are raffling off a year-long gym membership, Ooh, sweet. which I'm going to put in because I go there. And nice. Oh, four. Four hundred fifty-eight dollar value. So come down. I know Damn. you guys. I know there's no local hikes here in North Carolina this weekend. They're all far away, and I know you guys are up there in Raleigh at least. Uh, you could have showed up in Raleigh. Charlie might might be too far away. Uh, if you're up there, come on down. It's only an hour's drive. Uh, get some street food and. Um, Guns and Cerakote and I don't know. That's Knives, good. accessories. Maybe you'll win this, this Kawasaki Ninja uh, here in front of us. 2020 is trying to give away my motorcycle. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for checking it out. As always, call, write, text. Uh, anytime you see this, anytime you think about it, get in touch, especially nowadays. Get in touch with someone you served with, uh, even someone you didn't serve with, someone that you know served, and uh, just make sure that they're doing okay. They might get annoyed, as they usually do. Dude, what the heck? I'm fine. Um, but you never know. There's that one in time, uh, one in a hundred times where someone's like, Hey, I'm glad you reached out. And, uh, and it helps, it helps because especially with all the, I'm not going to swear the issues that are going on geopolitically at this moment. Was that, was that, uh, did I say that? That's fair. Okay. Uh, you lost me. You said geopolitical. We got, we got a is. lot of people that, that are hurting right now just because it was two weeks ago. doesn't mean that. So, uh, anger, I know you have it. Channel that to something productive, not something self-destructive call text. And we will see you guys on September 12th for our, our uh, back to <laughs> normalcy episode. That's Sunday nights at 8 p.m. from here on out. 
Uh, take care, guys. And thanks for thanks for having us. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I can appreciate you guys coming out. Absolutely. Come get some stuff. Bye, bye, bye. Take care, guys. I want to look at the helicopters.